Welcome to the Live Your Purpose podcast. This show is created to help overwhelmed moms rediscover peace and purpose in their everyday lives. Hey everyone, welcome to the show. I'm recording this in early 2019, and so this is my first episode of 2019. So I'm really excited for this episode because I am approaching this year in a way that I never have before and I just feel there's a there's been a big shift for me which I'll talk about in this episode that hopefully will resonate with you guys as well because so far from all of my conversations with friends or former clients or people on social media I've seen this shift people have felt this shift but they can't necessarily pinpoint what it is and so I wanted to go in depth with this and something that I have been analyzing in my own life. And so I'm going to try to finally articulate this change that um, I am approaching this year with and that maybe you are too, or maybe it's something that you think you need to start um, shifting towards when it comes to goals or resolutions or really just how you live your day-to-day life. So I'm really excited about this episode. But before I jump in, I want to just say the most sincere and heartfelt thanks for all of the amazing feedback that I received on my previous episode, which was all about my spiritual evolution. Whether you agreed with the episode or not, I love the way that every person approached me in love and it showed that they just genuinely cared about me. Now, I will say I expected a lot more resistance than what I actually received. It's one of those episodes where, you know, it's going to be controversial and I was okay with that. And I tried to approach it with as much love and compassion and as gently as possible. But I also knew it was going to rub some people wrong and I totally understand that. But even the people who disagreed with what I said or my views now, they still approached me and the subject with such love. And I genuinely appreciate that because I didn't know how it was going to resonate with a lot of people. And so I put it out in faith, but also with some fear in the back of my mind. I knew that some relationships were probably going to change. I just didn't know who and to what extent. And I will say in everything, in every regard, I just have been met and matched with just complete love. And I truly appreciate that. But I will also say for the people who approached me afterwards and said, yes, this is exactly how I feel. This is exactly how I felt. This is exactly, you know, why I stopped going to church or why I go to church and I take some and I leave some. It just depends on what resonates with me and and my views and things like that. I so genuinely appreciate the fact that number one, you felt comfortable enough with me to come and talk to me about it as well. But I was so grateful that it also resonated with you because sometimes, you know, whenever you put yourself out there and you have a pretty controversial viewpoint, especially something pretty contradictory in the way that you have been raised, you are scared and a little cautious about how it will be received. And I love that I feel like my friendships have gotten deeper, they've gotten stronger because it's helped me and it's helped a lot of you see people as people, not as their denomination or their religion or their beliefs or their sexual orientation or anything like that. Even to the point where, you know, you don't see people for their race or for 
um, their hair color, their skin color, their, their gender. You don't see that. You, it helps you to see people as people. And even if nothing else, if that is your only takeaway from that episode, I'm so grateful that I did it. And I'm already so grateful that I did it just for my own sake, because it's just continued to solidify what I believe and why I believe it. And um, so since the recording of that episode, I've just continued to be reaffirmed in, in a lot of what I believe, and I'm just so grateful for that. And so I'm excited to see where that aspect of my journey goes. However, um, like I said in that episode, I don't necessarily want this podcast series to become anything regarding religion or denominations or beliefs, and that's a big part of who I am. I know that may be a big part of who you are, and that's great, and that's fantastic, But because of that, I don't want to step on anyone's toes because, like I said, I am a firm believer in that everyone was created for a purpose, and I don't want my beliefs um, to turn you off of yours or make you question yours or um, say that, you know, the God that I believe in, that I was raised in, things like that, that... Um, if you don't believe in this God that you weren't created for a purpose or I don't, I don't want it to turn into a religious podcast, which is actually originally how it started. Um, but so I'm shifting from that. And so know this, that moving forward, at least for the foreseeable future, anything that is spiritual or religious, um, is just because it's part of who I authentically am and it's part of how I authentically see the world. And I try to do everything in this podcast as authentically as I possibly can because at this point in my life, I'm so, so happy to be myself. I'm so at peace with who I am and who I was created to be that everything that I say, I want it to be in the same alignment with what I believe. And a lot of what I believe is that things can be in flux and that I'm not necessarily right. You're not necessarily right. I'm not necessarily wrong. You're not necessarily wrong about anything. Um, and part of that is religion. And so I'm not going to get back into it. Um, but I will say that I'm just so grateful for the love and the feedback that I've received on that episode. It means so, so much. And it's actually a great tie into my topic today, which is a question that I have been asking myself um, just here recently, I'll say within the last couple of months. And it's the approach that I am taking, like I said, in regards to how I'm approaching 2019, um, my goals. And it's just totally different than I've ever approached things before. It's a different thought pattern than I've ever had before. But it makes me such a mentally and really physically um, an emotionally healthier person by approaching it this way. So the question that I have continued to ask myself in a lot of different areas, a lot of different topics is at what cost? So the religion podcast, I put it out at what cost? Well, I knew that I was going to affect a lot of relationships. I knew I was going to probably hurt people. That was not my intention at all. Um, but you can't put something controversial out into the world and not expect people to care. So I knew that some people were going to be negatively affected. I knew that a lot of people, and grateful, I'm so thankfully that there's been more positive than negative. But at what cost? I had to weigh the cost. I had to say, you know what, I truly believe in this. I know there's going to be some 
negative effects. I know there's going to be cons. Not everything is pros, but I believe there's more pros than cons. And so at what cost? Well, the fact that I feel like if I don't put it out there, there's going to be more negativity or hurt, especially in my own heart or my own mind, that it just was worth it to me. It was worth it to put it out into the world. So let me say this about 2019. I have always been a goal-oriented person. I don't like resolutions, but I love goals. I love really specific goals. And so this year I'm approaching it. So this year I'm approaching my goals thinking at what cost? So last year when I ran, I ran the Boston Marathon and then I trained for 30 miles for my 30th birthday. Well, so last year I didn't take enough care of my body. I didn't train well enough. I didn't eat well enough. I didn't cross train well enough to where it's going to take several months into this year to undo a lot of the negative effects that I did last year. And what I wish I would have done is ask myself at what cost. Had I known that at this point this year, my body would still be trying to recover from the damage that I've done last year, especially when I ran the 30 miles, because that was just ridiculous for me that was (laughs) for just the way my body was created and the fact that I don't really believe that I'm a runner but um and and the way that I approached my training the way that I did it like I said I did not eat well enough I didn't take enough care of my body that I just really screwed it up and so at what cost well that was not worth the negative effect on my body So I should have weighed that cost a little more. The bragging rights of, yeah, I ran 30 miles for my 30th birthday was not worth the pain that I went through in order to run the 30 miles. And so knowing that I wish I wouldn't have done that, I really wanted to be hesitant in how I approached my goals in this new year. So one of the things that I have been thinking about, researching, having conversations about, There are two different sides of your brain. There's the emotional side. There's the logical side. And most goals, I think, for me especially, most goals are based out of my emotional side. I want to eat cookie dough because it makes me feel good. Not because it's logical, (laughs) but because eating cookie dough is delicious and it makes me feel good. So that's an emotional goal. I wanted to run 30 miles for my 30th birthday because I thought that would be amazing and I would be so proud of myself and I may finally give myself validation for being, you know, an awesome human or whatever, whatever I was trying to accomplish. That was definitely an emotional goal. That was not a logical goal for me. Maybe it is for some people. God bless you. It's not for me. So I didn't want to screw myself up or sign myself up for anything based on an emotional goal, which is really how I generally operate throughout this world. I'm just such an emotionally based person. So by asking myself at what cost, that shifts things on the spectrum from the emotional side more towards the logical side. Now, of course, there's definitely still some emotional aspects that have to be taken into consideration, but it makes it shift back towards that part to where maybe my thinking is more in the middle. So if you're thinking of a scale where emotional is on the left-hand side and logical is on the right-hand side, if you're generally an emotionally-minded person, especially when it comes to goals or resolutions or how you approach eating or exercising or your finances or your relationships, things like that, if you ask yourself at what cost, it starts to move the needle 
towards the logical side, if that makes sense. So it starts moving it more towards the right-hand side. So think about that whenever it comes to um, the rest of this episode. Just so imagine it that way. Um, or you can think of it uh, in terms of scales, like scales that balance each other, not scales that weigh you, um, but more like kind of like a seesaw or something like they go up and down. There's one side and another side and you want them to try to be balanced because they're both really great sides. You need both ways of thinking, but to get stuck in one side or the other isn't necessarily healthy. And so that's what I really want to focus on today in this episode. So the first example that came to mind when I was journaling about how this may be a good topic for my listeners is diet and exercise. A lot of those goals are emotionally based. They are not logically based. Some of them are. Some of them you know that you need to start exercising in order to have a healthier heart or in order to have um, stronger bones or joints. But a lot of these goals are emotionally driven and not logically driven. A lot of them are um, punishment driven, which is not logical. That's illogical. And they're emotionally driven. Well, if I just lost the last 15 pounds, then... I would finally feel good about myself or I really just want to fit into my skinny jeans again. I really want, you know, to lose five more pounds before I even feel like I should put on a bikini. I feel like I need to eat the salad so I don't feel so bad about having a scone at breakfast today. I feel like I need to eat this certain diet or pay into the certain program so that I feel more validated, so that I feel better about myself, when really that's just a symptom of the problem. Now, it may be part of the problem. I'm not saying that, I'm not saying screw all weight loss. I'm not saying don't exercise. I think those are very, very important, especially when it comes to your mental and emotional health. If you're trying to achieve these things at the cost of your mental, emotional, or physical health, then it's not worth it. Let me say that again. If you are trying to lose weight so that you feel better about yourself, if you can't feel good about yourself at your current weight, you probably won't feel quote, quote, good about yourself at your goal weight. And chances are you will have approached that weight loss journey in a really, really unhealthy way. You will probably have done extreme dieting, extreme exercising, And that is just not healthy long term. And so that's why the statistic is like 90% of diets fail or 95% of the people gain all their weight back or whatever the statistic is. Because it's just not logically driven. It's an emotionally driven goal. And I totally understand. I lived 30 years, and I'm only 30, I lived 30 years thinking in that mindset like, well, I just want to lose, you know, one more inch off my waist. Or if I could just do one more push-up, then I might finally feel good about myself. Hello? If I could just run 30 miles on my 30th birthday, then maybe I feel like turning 30 is worth celebrating. That's the dumbest freaking thing I could have ever thought. And I'm so frustrated with myself that I spent so much time in that mindset, in that emotional mindset. Now, don't get me wrong. I love the fact that I'm an emotional person because it makes me feel. It makes me feel things. It makes me love people. 
And in that same mindset, I have learned to love myself. I've learned to accept myself. And a lot of that is the fact that I can now weigh at what cost is it going to do to my body? Is it going to do to my health? Is it going to do to my finances? Is it going to do to my relationships if I try to accomplish this goal? And sometimes it's just not worth it. And I feel bad because a lot of this, especially if you're a woman, a lot of this has been ingrained in us as we were raised up as children. A lot of us have had moms who've constantly looked to their bodies and said that they weren't good enough. So we grew up thinking we weren't good enough. As our bodies began to change and we began to grow in different ways in different areas as our bodies are trying to shift into what they were designed to do and having children and after and as you carry your child and after you have your child in all of these areas you have been told that your body isn't good enough that that you should have a flatter stomach that your butt should be bigger that your arms should be smaller that your forehead should be smaller that your nose shouldn't have that bump that your chin should be smaller whatever the case may be and these are all like I laugh, but it's not funny. It's all things that I've thought about myself. It's not funny, but these are all things that we gather from social media, from advertisements, from magazines, from our moms or our mom's friends. And it's not necessarily poorly intended, but it's all messages that we have known and been ingrained in and raised up in and indoctrinated in since before we could remember. And so... It's natural for us to have this emotional mindset where, you know, if if I just look like the girl in the commercial, then I might feel beautiful. If my hair color looked like that, if my hair texture looks like this girl's, then I might feel better about myself. And it's all lies. It's all emotionally driven. It's not logically driven. But we spend so much time thinking in that mindset that we forget to weigh at what cost. So there's potential pros and cons with every decision. Of course, eating one food may be healthier than eating another food. But at what cost? Maybe you're like me and you have struggled with disordered eating in any form. Anorexia, bulimia, EDNOS, which is eating disorder otherwise not specified. Whatever it may be. If you feel like you have had a pattern of disordered eating, sometimes it's genuinely healthier for you to choose the unhealthy option and try to physically work through that and mentally work through that and emotionally work through that than it is for you to keep repeating the cycle of, I have to eat this because it's healthy. I have to eat this because it's healthy. Since I have shifted to my at what cost, I will say, and this is just for me, I'm not claiming that If you do this too, you'll see these results. I'm not claiming that at all. It totally depends on you and your background and your thought process. But for me, I have noticed that since shifting to the at what cost, I can now eat just one cookie and stop and be completely content. Whereas before, I would eat the entire batch or the entire box and I would feel so, so guilty and I would just be so down on myself and I would force myself to exercise and I would skip meals because I had cookies. However, now that I say at what cost? Okay, I could either eat the cookie because it sounds good and I could move on with my life or I could not eat the cookie and continue thinking about the cookie until I binge eat all of the cookies 
and then the cycle starts again. I'm eating foods that I haven't eaten in a long time just because I like it. And I won't go into more specifics because I don't want people to interpret this as their own or take this on as their own. But I will say, just like my religion (laughs) podcast, I am so much more content with who I am as a person now because I'm starting to say, at what cost? I thought that by giving up all cookies, giving up all chips, only eating, you know, if I wanted carbs, I would have a banana, I would have an apple or things like that. And don't get me wrong, those are healthy foods and I still have those too. I am a big believer in health, especially when it comes to my emotional and mental health. But I eat the freaking cookie when I want the freaking cookie. And I have no shame making cookie dough just because I want to eat cookie dough. And I will say I am so much more content with who I am as a person now because I have learned how to incorporate those things rather than be scared of those things. And it's so empowering now because before when I was around those things, I was scared of them because I couldn't control myself around them. And they were trigger foods and they were not healthy for my mental or emotional health or my mental and emotional stability. I was so focused on what I thought the physical aspect was, like, I don't want to eat this because it's unhealthy, because, you know, I don't want the extra calories, I want the extra carbs, you know, whatever, at the cost of my mental and emotional health, and it was not worth it, and I lived in that cycle for years and years and years, and I will say now, I'm so much happier, I'm so much more content, I'm so much happier eating the foods that were quote, quote, trigger foods, because I ask myself, at what cost? And sometimes if I'm having a down day where like I'm already say I'm really tired, or I'm really sad about something, I'm just I'm totally in my emotions, which is fine because that's just how I've learned <laughs> that that's how I see the world. And I've learned that about myself. So I'm figuring out how to navigate that world. Sometimes it's not worth the cost of eating the cookie if I know I'm just going to be down on myself. Sometimes I say, OK, what else do I really need? Well, maybe I just need to go outside for five minutes. Maybe I need to put on my favorite song. Maybe I just need to go drive around. Maybe I need to call a friend. Maybe I need to text one of one of my friends who I haven't talked to in a few years. It's not about the food. It's about what else is going on in my mind. And so when I'm weighing the cost of the cookie, do I really want to eat the cookie? Yeah, a lot of times I do. So I eat it because it's not worth the cost of not eating the cookie. I try to figure it out. Sometimes I'll say, do you really want the cookie or are you just being emotional right now? I may just be in an emotional mindset right now. I'm going to go take a walk or I'm going to go for a run or I'm going to go put on my favorite movie or I'm going to go talk to my husband or a friend or whatever. That's great. That's a great first step. But this can also translate into other aspects of your life as well. So think about it in terms of exercise. If you don't want to force yourself to exercise and then you end up being more exhausted or you're feeling like it's adding something else to your to-do list, then it may not be worth the cost. I hate this saying, I've never regretted a workout because I totally have because I have felt like when I've been doing it in punishment, it's not worth it. I would rather learn to sit with my feelings, learn how to process those feelings and think at what cost. Sometimes when we don't want to work out, it's because our bodies are genuinely telling us to rest. Sometimes we genuinely need to go to sleep an extra 15, 30 minutes, an hour earlier than we are. And that's why we're so tired. And that's why we don't want to exercise. And the best thing that I've ever done for myself is forcing myself to not exercise for a month because I was so worried initially you know, I'm going to gain so much weight. I'm going to lose so much running progress. I'm going to lose a lot of strength. It didn't matter. Like in the long run, I 
became so much more mentally and physically healthier. Now, I didn't go crazy. I still tried to make good choices. I still tried to incorporate movement in some way, but I did not obsess over it in order to reach a goal, in order to hit the resolution that I set in a mindset that was completely emotional. I tried to think logically, at what cost? Sometimes doing the exercise, sometimes running yourself into the ground is not worth the cost. Now, again, I do. I'm a big believer in physical health, and a lot of that is exercise. But really what that means is movement. So find whatever fuels your heart, whatever aligns with you and your intuition, and become stronger in that area. It does not have to be running. It doesn't have to be CrossFit. It doesn't have to be lifting weights. It doesn't have to be yoga. It doesn't have to be Zumba. It doesn't have to be joining a gym. It doesn't have to be rock climbing or going for a hike. Just move more. Just move more. And maybe I'll have an episode on that. But just think logically. There's a lot of suggestions you can find online for things like this. Look it up, see what works for you, and ask yourself at what cost. When it comes to my time management, I'm thinking of that as well. Like when it comes to this podcast, I knew it was something that I wanted to do. It was something that was important to me. I asked a friend to help hold me accountable. And yet when it came time to actually sitting down recording it, I was like, uh, I'd rather just sit in front of the fire. You know, I'd rather just spend time with friends or with family. I'd rather just spend time with my son. And then I kept thinking, at what cost? At what cost? This is not an excuse to just be lazy and skip all your workouts and eat whatever you want. That's not the case at all. It's truly weighing the pros and cons. And the con side of not recording this podcast is that this message that I feel like a lot of people need to hear, if nothing else, something that I can go back and listen to myself preaching to myself saying, at what cost, it's worth it for me to take a few minutes and record this and get it out into the world to help myself to help other people, other people can pass it along, whatever they want to do with it, whatever aligns with them. And that is why I decided to step away from everything, my excuses, and sit and record this podcast. So I'm not saying all of the excuses that you may come up with are valid for eating whatever you want or not exercising or not spending your time doing something productive, but genuinely ask yourself, at what cost. And for me, I would be more ashamed that I didn't take this episode or my listeners more seriously if I didn't take a few minutes away from my excuses and dedicate them to this episode. So think about that when it comes to your time management. Think of it when it comes to your finances. Sometimes investing in yourself, whether that's self-help, maybe it's a conference, maybe it's going on a retreat or a vacation, something Sometimes something like that is worth the cost of losing some money for the benefit of peace of mind, for a stronger mental, physical, emotional health, for stronger physical, mental, or emotional health. It's just worth it. Whereas, of course, you could save the thousand dollars, for example, and not do those things. But what would you have missed out on life? And I'm not saying spend your last $1,000 on a retreat somewhere. I'm not necessarily saying that. I'm saying at what cost? Of course, if you weigh the pros and cons, if you weigh the benefits, if you say at what cost, your body, your brain, your intuition is going to say, of course, the most important way you should be spending your money is survival. So it's not like you're going to spend your last $1,000 
backpacking through whatever country or whatever state, but just say at what cost. So don't think that this is just you losing all control on yourself and living this wild and carefree life. That's not what it is at all. It's shifting more from the emotional to the logical side. If you were to just spend your last $1,000 on something super carefree, that is completely an emotional decision. One in which I believe you probably didn't properly ask yourself at what cost it didn't, the needle didn't shift over more towards the logical side. So again, it's not free reign to just be crazy. It's just giving yourself permission to weigh the pros and cons and to break this cycle, this mental cycle that you've probably been going through in different areas. And it really helps you to just begin to process why. Why are you feeling this way? What makes you feel like you can't eat the cookie? What makes you feel like you can't spend the money in that area? What makes you feel like you have to exercise? What makes you feel like your friendship with this particular person, even though you know it's an unhealthy relationship, what makes you feel like you have to be stuck in that relationship? At what cost? You begin to switch to a more logical way of thinking, which is fantastic because you get to begin to process why. Why am I thinking this way? It may go back to how you were raised, even before you realize that this was ingrained in you. So really be honest with yourself. And even if you need to journal things and process through things that way, that's the way that I found is the most calming thing for me in my mind is when I feel really logical about something, I just start writing out my thoughts and it's like a conversation with myself just in written form. I write whatever thoughts I'm thinking and it begins to help me shift from the emotional to the logical side whenever I write down my emotions and then I ask myself at what cost and then I start weighing the pros and cons. And by the end of the conversation with myself, by the end of the journal entry, I will be in so much more of a healthier mindset than just the emotional mindset. I'll be in a much more logical mindset. Now, not completely logical because I was created to be an emotional being and I'm fine with that but I'm not exclusively thinking in the emotional side and one of the things that I have found so fascinating and I'm going to do a lot more episodes on this so just get excited I'm just gonna scratch the surface with this one as you start thinking more with your intuition or more with your heart rather than your mind this world becomes so much more amazing and beautiful and opportunities to love people and love yourself almost appear out of nowhere because it's like your eyes you think you have seen but unless you start thinking with your intuition you don't know the goodness that radiates from this world because even when we are in our emotions we feel like we're thinking with our heart but we're really thinking with our mind it's just part of our mind it's not our intuition we're not really thinking with our heart I'm sure you can look back at some point in your life. The most basic example I can think of in this moment is, say, your boyfriend in junior high when you just were so in love. And really, that was just your emotional mindset. It wasn't your logical mindset at all because you didn't really know how to think logically back whenever you were that young about love. And maybe you ended up marrying him, and that's fantastic. I'm not trying to downplay that at all, but I do feel like there's been something in everyone's life where you feel like your heart is just telling you you need to do this, 
And maybe it is in that moment, but then the world continues shifting and the world continues changing and you continue evolving as a person. And when you start thinking with your intuition, that opens you up to so much more shifting and changing than your mind would have ever let you because your mind wants you to be safe and secure and be stuck in this box and this way of thinking that you have been raised up in. And your intuition says, you know what, maybe, but maybe not. And that's okay if not. Going back to my religion and my episode on mental health in the throes of suicide, both of those episodes, I talked about how my intuition was just telling me I needed to do this and I didn't know why. And those were my most downloaded. Those were my most popular. Those were my most resonant. I felt like those were the most raw version of Kristen that you could possibly receive, but you will become so much more you if you start thinking with your intuition. And I'm going to go into so much more detail on how to do that and how to separate your intuition versus your mind. But for right now, just know that your intuition has you. Your intuition will take care of you. Your intuition says, it's okay to eat the cookie. You're not going to die if you eat the cookie. You're not going to gain 10 pounds if you skip the workout. You know, or however else this may apply for you. You are okay just who you are. You were created to be who you are. Now the world has changed you and your mindset and the way that you think and it has impacted you. People have taught you things that may have been right, that may have been wrong. You have been in relationships that may have been right and may have been wrong. They may have broken your heart. They may have built you up in different ways and they may have torn you down in different ways. And all of that affects who you are and how you operate your day-to-day life, but I will say that you at your core are perfect exactly the way that you are. And if you just learn to get back in touch with that side of who you are, with your intuition, no longer with your mind, but with your intuition, and you learn to weigh the pros and cons, and you learn to ask yourself at what cost, and you learn to work through the processing of why you think that way, I promise you will get back to the core of who you are and you're going to love yourself and you're going to see yourself for the beautiful person that you are. And through that, I truly believe you will become a more peaceful person. You will become more focused on the things that just drive you, that motivate you, that you are passionate about as a person which will allow you to truly start living out your purpose if you don't feel like you are already doing so. I feel like asking yourself at what cost and shifting from the emotional more to the logical, not completely to the logical, again, just more in the middle, that you will become a much happier person. And that by thinking, by channeling, by talking to and analyzing your intuition, you will become a much happier person because I know that I have. And once I started making this shift, I have become so much more peaceful with who I am as a person that the negative feedback that I receive on anything or whenever people don't understand my perspective on anything, I can say, you know, that is yours. This is mine. I respect you, but I respect myself too because I know that I'm okay. And I know that I am a great person. And I know that while I, of course, have flaws, everyone does, I know that I'm accepting of those flaws. I'm no longer creating goals to try to fix them. I'm only thinking of things in ways that help push me forward in a completely healthy way. And sometimes 
believe it or not, that means skipping the workout. That means eating the freaking cookie because this is the most amazing journey that you will ever take yourself on that you will be so grateful that you did. And I cannot wait to go into more detail on how to channel your intuition in a future episode. But I have a lot of really exciting episodes coming up as well. So stay tuned, especially for my upcoming podcast on mental health. I will talk to one of my really great friends about the book that he wrote on mental health. I don't want to give anything away right now, but I'm super, super excited about it. So stay tuned for that, especially if my In the Throes of Suicide episode resonated with you. But if this episode resonated with you as well, I would really appreciate it if you let me know because I just love knowing that I'm steering this podcast and these episodes in a way that's applicable to you, that resonates best with your heart. And that way it opens a conversation between both of us in case you have questions or in case you just need someone to check on you. I totally love doing that. So let me know if it resonates with you, but also share it on social media. I know I've said this before, but it helps reach your friends and family members who I promise are very likely to be going through the same things that you are. We just haven't opened this conversation yet. We haven't opened the door to this conversation yet. So by sharing it, it helps get the word out and get these messages out to people who need them the most. So thank you so much for your time today. I truly appreciate it. I hope this has been helpful for you. I know it has been helpful for me. I'm just so grateful for you and for your time. And just remember that you are loved. You are not alone. And only you can live your purpose.